Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, Friends, knowing that we'd have uh, both deacons in our midst this morning, I was tempted to preach on when we hear about deacons, don't be addicted to drink, you know, those sorts of things. We got good deacons in this parish. I'm not going to preach about that. What I do want to preach about, though, this morning is uh, the strangeness of our God, if I could put it that way. So we've got this gospel. We've got this gospel where, like, we're just so used to hearing these scriptures that, like, I think the oddity doesn't even strike us. That, so, like, imagine if you were, like, driving by Woodlawn cemetery and you saw a funeral procession arrive there mourners people very sad they get the coffin out of the back of the hearse they're moving it to that little gazebo pavilion thing picture Dan Rospert there you know all these sorts of things and then someone walks up and says wait and he just touches the coffin and then someone pops up out of the coffin right like I mean it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable like Jesus over and over and over again, the gospel writers talk about his power over death, his power over death. And these miracles that he's doing, raising Jairus' daughter, raising this widow's son, are these anticipatory miracles of the resurrection, this incredibly, I mean, it's the miracle of miracles. It's the strangest thing, right, that God came in the flesh, conquered sin and death, and then comes back from the dead in a new and transformed kind of life. And I think what what God does sometimes is he reminds us through history uh, of the weirdness, like of the power that he has by reminding us with these different kind of miracles. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about St. Januarius. So St. Januarius, his feast day today, he he was a bishop of the uh, late third century, martyred the very beginning of the fourth century in the Diocletian um, persecution. He was the bishop of Benevento, Italy, and he and uh, one of his deacons go to visit some fellow Christians who are in prison. And amidst all this, they get arrested, tortured, and then the end result of it is that they were thrown to wild beasts. And these animals who were supposed to, you know, lunge for them, devour them, these animals kind of cowered back. They weren't interested in eating them. So they eventually had, you know, they were beheaded, okay, as, as it happens. Other Christians in the community, they, after they, you know, took care of their bodies, they also, as the story goes, collected St. Januarius' blood. They collected the bishop's blood, and they re- preserved the blood, or they, they reserved the blood, I should say, in uh, this glass reliquary. We're talking about the early 4th century, right? right? Right around the year 405. A long time ago. So where is that blood now? Well, that blood is held in a little glass vial. It looks like, like it, it essentially looks like rocks, like these little flecks of, of minerals. That blood is held in the basilica or the cathedral of, of Naples, Italy. So it's the year 2010. I'm studying in Rome with a few other seminarians. And one of my buddies at the time, he said, I want to go to Naples to see the miraculous liquefaction of the blood of St. Januarius. I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. So uh, not only that, but Naples, Italy is also the birthplace of the margarita pizza. So that was also pretty good. 
We had margarita pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days straight. It was awesome. So we go to the cathedral. We get there very early in the morning. We wanted to get good seats, so we were up around 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, got to the cathedral. We were some of the first ones in there, us and a few other Italian grandmas who were like 150 years old, praying the rosary. So there we were with them, and you got a close-up image of the, the relic of the, the glass vial with the pellets of blood inside of it. It was very clearly like solid. It was like little pebbles. So mass starts. We're celebrating the, the mass of St. Januarius. The Cardinal Archbishop of Naples is celebrating the mass. There's like 10,000 people in this cathedral. And we get to this moment where they, the Cardinal Archbishop takes the glass reliquary with the blood. He processes over to where the bones of St. Januarius are in the cathedral. And he processes back in the front. And then he just goes like this. And the once solid like rocks of blood it just starts splashing around inside this glass vial, bright red, like it was just, you know, pulled from someone's arm a second ago. It was insane. Insane. Absolutely crazy. Place goes nuts. People are crying, screaming, laughing. Again, the Italian grandmas with their hankies. And there's fireworks going off outside. It's like, it's like the Italian Groundhog's Day, right? Another year of good fortune for Naples, Italy because of St. Januarius. Why am I saying all of this? Well, a few reasons. One is this. I remember telling people this story and just the incredulity on people's faces like, no, come on. Like, really? And like, as I'm telling it, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty, like, yeah, this happened. And I felt myself embarrassed by it. And there was a certain moment where I realized, like, I've based my life on far crazier things. Like the fact that God became flesh, suffered, died, and rose from the dead. And I'm getting embarrassed by, like, miraculous liquefaction of blood? (laughs) You know, like, I think God punctuates history. He punctuates our, the life of the church with these pretty insane miracles in order to remind us of the even more insane miracle of the Incarnation, the even more absurd miracle of the Resurrection, that we have based our lives on some pretty extraordinary outlandish claims. And if God wants to liquefy the martyr blood of some guy from Italy from, you know, the year 400, I'm on board. That's fine. I also happen to believe that God becomes flesh in a little piece of bread at the command of words that I say, a 34-year-old idiot who he just happened to call to be a priest and all of a sudden God dwells among us on an altar or that God can actually move hearts and change the course of history and like, what, what, what is not possible? If the resurrection is real, if he has the authority over sin and death, what's not possible? So maybe today, this is a reminder through the intercession of St. Januarius to get bolder and bigger in our prayers and our uh, intercession before God. What have we just kind of written off as like, well, that's just not going to happen or that's not going to change or the bishops are just going to this or the pope is just going to this or the country's just going to this or the, the state's just going to keep going this way. Like we have a God who's the God of resurrection and who liquefies blood from a guy from the year 400. A lot is possible. Amen.